But all week we've been talking about uh, what it is that God uh, had in mind, had in design for uh, for men, for masculinity. What is it? Uh, what is it that you guys are growing into, uh, and kind of where you're living right now? And uh, we've we've talked a ton about how it's a it's a weird time for you uh, kind of 2019 is a weird year because this is really one of the first times that in kind of you know kind of popular media kind of in in the culture in which you're living that uh, if you're born a girl but you want to be a boy uh, everybody says it's okay and you can't really ask any questions uh, if you're born a boy and you want to be a girl uh, kind of the same thing and so gender masculinity, all these kind of things are really, I don't want to say under attack, but but it sure feels that way uh, because uh, what you guys are up against uh, and kind of really what we'll dive into hard today, uh, kind of the threats that you're going to face um, are, it's a lot. Um, and you won't be able to handle them without really having a good grasp on who you belong to. A good grasp on uh, what Jesus says about you. So uh, the first day, we, we Adam was given his job description from God that he was to be a worker, uh, that he was to be a protector. He was going to be uh, a cultivator of the garden. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was a namer. He was given some power to name some of the animals. Uh, he was given a little bit of power that was under God's watch. Uh, and as we know, as you've likely been told in your youth groups or at your church, things like that, um, when men fell into sin, uh, all that stuff kind of got shifted a little bit. All of it kind of got knocked off its center. Uh, and now it's, uh, it's really confusing. Uh, the way men and women relate to each other can be really difficult. Uh, but uh, Eve was given to Adam as uh, as a helper and as a gift, uh, not as someone who uh, he ruled over uh, in a disrespectful manner, but as someone who could help him fulfill his mission. Um, and uh, that's a, that's important for y'all to know as you. Uh, like I said yesterday, as you start to, as your voice starts to get a little deeper and you start to get some hair in places you didn't have it before, uh, and you start to notice girls not being gross but being pretty, um, as you start to enter into that phase uh, that you're in, um, it's important to know that there's, uh, that they're, that they're just different. Uh, I've been married for a little bit and, uh, my wife is just, she's just different. Uh, she's wonderful, uh, but she, she, she is different than I am. Uh, and she comes in as this wonderful gift to us. And I think your youth leaders would say the same if they're, um, if they're married, that they would tell you that, um, they don't run over their wives. Your wives aren't going to let you. And the thing with, uh, girls, boys is they don't need you anymore. Uh, it's not the fifties. Uh, it's not this uh, this idea that they're going to stay at home and cook while you're out making money. That's not that's not how it works. And uh, so it's important to know that uh, that as as a man and as one who is given some uh, some power and some leadership in the home, uh, that is done uh, with a lot of care and a lot of uh, respect. And so um, they never a good leader never runs over other people. 
Um, a good man never runs over others, and a good man never uh, sits and roasts uh, other people just for the just for the hell of it. That doesn't. That's not what a man does. And uh, so this morning, as we close our time together, we're going to discuss uh, just a couple things uh, that are really the biggest threats to you, uh, the biggest threats to uh, true masculinity, and also want to offer uh, a couple practical ways that you can start to pursue this. Uh, we've given you the backgrounds, so and now what are some things that we can uh, get into? Because the thing is this, if we don't, uh, if there aren't men, older men in your life, I talked about this a lot yesterday, um, if there aren't older men in your life, like uh, your youth pastors, uh, your parents, you know, your dad, uh, some of your dad's friends, uh, if there aren't older men in your life that are kind of walking you through this, uh, it's going to be real bad. Um, and that really, that responsibility really falls on you know me and my friends to do that for you guys because if we don't initiate the boys, uh, they're going to burn down the village. This is an old African proverb that if you don't, uh, if you don't teach the boys the ways of life, uh, they're going to kind of run rough, roughshod. It's going to look like Lord of the Flies more than anything else. And we're because we're always on the brink of being barbarians. Uh, you're always on the brink of 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 being kind of unbridled and and crazy. And you're in the initiation phase of your life, uh, especially now uh, because your hormones are hitting. Uh, and you're uh, you're starting to have a lot of kind of weird energies, um, these energies that you have that we believe are God given to you, uh, the the sexual energy that you're going to feel, uh, and the energy that you're going to feel for violence, um, are are two things that we believe are God given uh, with some very serious kind of caveats, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, the two biggest areas in your life that you'll see this, um, youth pastors, you can you can probably relate to this, uh, is uh, how you're going to relate to pornography and how you're going to relate to video games. Uh, I have uh, I have an Xbox One S. Uh, I love it. I, lo- I have a gamer tag. It's Hot Dust. It's my name. H A W T Dust. Um, I'm terrible at them. Um, I'm, do y'all know Rainbow Six Siege? Have y'all ever played that game? So I'm in, I'm, y'all, we can talk about this after class. I'm stuck in training module four and I can't get out. So I need you, I need you to help me. Um, so this isn't going to be one of those things where we're going to bash on, uh, on technology and on video games, uh, because I think it actually says something about you. Um, I want to take this chance to really kind of redeem some of that that it's bringing out in you. Um, pornography is a different story. We can't, uh, we can never justify that. And, uh, but, but I do think that there's a drive there uh, that God has given you and we've, we've really messed it up. So we're going to talk about those two things because if you lean into and tap into these, uh, these impulses, you're going to find out a lot about yourself. And, uh, what pornography does and what video games when I say that I mean more, kind of the more you know the ones that have like missions uh, not like Mario Kart which is still fun um, but the ones that have kind of missions they, they really dangle the carrot for you and here's what they do go ahead how much ice do you need alright um, they really dangle the carrot for you uh 
Because what video game violence offers you is this. It offers you uh, the violence without the danger. Uh, It offers you the violence without the danger. And what porn is going to give you is it's going to give you the sex without the intimacy. Um, Violence without danger and sex without intimacy. Neither of these things cost you anything. Um, And uh, when I was nine years old, uh, we had... We had probably nine or ten acres of land. Uh, we had a big garden. I told you about Farmer Frank. We had a uh, cow field next to us. Um, and there was in the back what used to be this goat shed. So it was like where uh, these goats would like come in. We had goats that were outside. And they would kind of come in and like hang out inside and go back outside. Um, and so these goats would uh, come in and out. And we ended up getting rid of them because they're disgusting. Uh, they're, they're really gross animals. Um, but my, I have a, a weird uncle named Burton uh, who was, he got kicked out of his house because he got in a fight with my aunt uh, and my aunt Patty and she kicked him out and so Uncle Burton needed a place to live and we're like, well we have this goat shed that you can live in and so he went and like boarded up the door that the goats would walk in and out and he like cleaned all the poop out of it and stuff and he just lived in this goat shed which was super strange and uh, one day he like asked my brother and I to come up to the goat shed and uh, so we went back there and he's like, hey I need to run talk to your dad real quick and underneath Uncle Burton's bed were a stack of dirty magazines um, a magazine is this thing that sometimes you see at the store and it has like pictures and words in it uh, okay good I didn't know how far we were um, and so these uh, he had a stack of dirty magazines and I was nine years old y'all um, and my brother and I like pulled him out and we just started looking at him and ever since age nine, I'm 37 now, um, I wish I would have never done it. I wish I'd have never seen it. Um, it was incredibly shameful for me. Um, it was incredibly shameful uh, to, like, I had to hide it. Um, because every day I tried to sneak into his goat shed and look at more. Um, but the thing with, with me, and probably your, your youth leaders can back this up, is... Um, if we wanted to look at it, we had to go find it. Um, it was really for the most kind of shameless people of society. Uh, because you had to go to the grocery store, and on the very top shelf, it was like in a paper bag, and you had to buy it. Um, you're going to have it in your pocket. Uh, whenever your parents trust you enough to unlock your phone, uh, you're, you're going to have it in your pocket. Uh, my friend who has a church in Nashville, um, their students, uh, they don't get to take their phones on trips uh, because uh, a kid opened up Twitter, which doesn't, isn't really a thing anymore, um, but a kid opened up Twitter and was like showing it to everybody else in the cabin. Um, it's that accessible. Imagine uh, the first time you see something like that being in a church camp, right? Um, how terrible that would be. And, uh, and what it offers you and what it's going to promise you is, hey, here's a woman uh, that can give you everything you want. And it's not going to cost you a dime. Um, here's someone who can give you every desire you've ever had, any weird thing you can, you can conjure up in your brain, she'll do it for you. And nobody has to know. 
gentlemen, that's going to wreck you. Um, I can't say it enough. Uh, it really is. It's, it's going to be awful. Um, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Um, it's too rampant. Uh, I don't even ask our, you know, it's probably more geared to our high schoolers. I don't even ask our high schoolers if they look at it anymore. I have to ask them how often um, because it's just that prevalent. Um, and, and what it does is that it takes this idea of, of love and sex that was created to be something beautiful by God um, and then turns it into something terrible. And uh, love, gentlemen, is, is always self-giving. It's never about what you can get from it. It's what you give. Um, that's, just, that's true in your friendships. That's true in your relationships. Um, and it's going to be true for you uh, on down the road when you get, when you get married. Um, love is always what you can uh, give. It's never, you never ask what you can get out of it. Um, but there's a great hope for this. Uh, there's a great hope for you in this. And John Trapp spoke about it last night. Uh, that in that area of, of very deep shame, Jesus is going to come in and meet you. Um, Jesus will come in and he's with you and he's for you. And you can confess that. Uh, I've counseled a lot of folks uh, kind of in my life. And uh, the way out of kind of this pornography addiction, if you want to call it that, um, is to confess it. Confess it to someone that you trust. For you guys, I would first confess it to your youth leader because they're going to know how to handle it. Um, you can confess it to one another if you want. That's a little scary. Uh, but I would first confess it to uh, your youth leader um, because if you don't believe you can confess your sin to someone, then you don't really understand the gospel. Um, it is the basis of, of what we do, right? Uh, repentance is the basis of the Christian life that we can go um, and, and confess our sins to someone who can then lead us to Jesus if we don't know how to get there. Um, it's going to be embarrassing for sure for you. I get that. And that's not lost on me and I understand that. Um, but you're not going to shock your, your youth leader with this. Um, uh, your youth leaders are going to die with a lot of secrets uh, that we don't like to have. Um, but you're not going to shock them. So there's, there's hope in this. There's uh, a way out. Um, because everything that God created is good. And what pornography says to you, what it's tapping into about you, uh, is that God made you to love someone else. Uh, God made you as a lover. We saw this with Adam and Eve. Um, you were built to pursue beauty. Uh, you were built to chase after this. That you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Um, and, and don't let the, uh, the devil tell you any different. Uh, you were built to pursue that part of your heart uh, that says, I desire to be something for a woman and lead her. That's a real thing. Um, and something you should fight for. Um, Satan takes this and he twists it because Satan couldn't create anything. Uh, he's not God, even though sometimes it feels like it. Um, he can't create anything, so everything he does is just stuff that he plagiarizes. Uh, he takes the good stuff that God makes and he twists it, uh, and we kind of fall for it. Uh, he made you to be a lover, fellas. Um, that's going to be a very deep driving desire that you're going to have. 
Um, and, the, and if we can learn to harness it, it's going to be a good thing. Um, second thing he did is that he made you to be a fighter. Um, God made us uh, to be fighters. Oh, this is not... Uh, this this uh, hopefully isn't a shock to you or a secret. Um, because when we hear God of how he's described, he's described so much as a warrior. Uh, he's going to battle for his people. Uh, he made us to be fighters. The question is, uh, what is it that you're going to fight for? Um, where will you will you find it where God intends you to find it, or will you find it based on your foolishness? So, two questions we asked before: Are you going to listen to culture? Or are you going to listen uh, to what Scripture says? Um, you were made to be fighters. This is why. Um, like the the video games and the movies and the TV shows that you love, where there's uh, where there's a mission and there's something at cost and it's costing someone in a great fight. I was having a chat with uh, my friend Jackson on the way over here, uh, asking him about one of his favorite TV shows, and he said that he loves it because there's a character who started as nothing and he just keeps fighting and ends up being who he aspires to be. Um, that's a really real uh, and very deep desire uh, that you're going to have. Um, but what you see is uh, there are there are bullies out there. Uh, you see it in this room who uh, are going to try and take their power um, and take that desire to oppress other folks, uh, to kind of push them down, uh, to call them dumb, to call them trash, that kind of stuff. Um, the desire that God has placed in you to fight is not for that. Uh, it's not to run around uh, just punching people all the time. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, I uh, I was at a, a, a really I live in a kind of small town, and so kindergarten through sixth grade, uh, I was all at the same school with all my friends. And then in seventh grade, we had to get bused to the next town because uh, our our town wasn't big enough to support a middle school and a high school. And so I got bused to the next town, and there I got separated from all my friends. They were all kind of in different. We had different teams that were named after presidents, and I was on Team Washington and they were all on Team Roosevelt. And, uh, and so I had to now make new friends. I'm at this new school and I didn't know anybody. And uh, there was this bully kid named Ronnie who was, uh, he was in 8th grade, but he was supposed to be in 10th grade. Uh, he had failed 8th grade twice. Uh, y'all, he had a beard uh, in 8th grade. And he wasn't allowed to play football because he was too old. And uh, every morning he would come down the stairs and he would see me at my locker. And I was like, like a lot has changed since then. I was, I was probably nine, like close to like 80 or 90 pounds. Like it was not, like a, a stiff wind would have blown me over. And Ronnie would come down to my locker every day, pick me up and throw me into it. And like, like I would slam my shoulder, I'd hit my face, he'd punch me in the arm really hard. And uh, like I hated him and I hated going to school. And uh, like I told my mom, I'm like, can I just be homeschooled or like can like can we move? Can dad quit his job and we get somewhere else? Um, but I got to school the next day and there was a kid named Sean Leffler. Uh, Sean was uh, he was in my grade, but he uh, he was like big for a 7th grader and he uh, he was dating a girl that was in 8th grade which was a big deal at the time and Sean, he was also a quarterback of a middle school football team, he said hey man, I know Ronnie's like making life really hard for you 
Um, I want if he comes at you again, let me know because like that needs to stop. And I'm like, poof, 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 thanks, man. Um, and so the next morning, Ronnie's coming down the stairs smoking a cigarette because he, he could buy them because he's old enough. Um, and he's coming down the stairs, and he rears back to hit me, and Sean kind of catches... It's like a movie. like He like catches his fist. And he's like, leave him alone, man. And Ronnie's like, well, you know what are going to do? And then, y'all, they went at it. Like, it was like... I mean, I'm talking like John Cena. Like, they went at it. Um... And uh, Sean, y'all, he beat the snot out of Ronnie. Um, and like Ronnie's bleeding, uh, you know, he's got blood in his cigarettes. And uh, and he he ran back upstairs, and I never saw him again. And uh, and I was like, dude, like, thanks, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know, th- that was awesome. Um, and I went home and told my dad, and so my dad then made me go to uh, he he then made me go to work with my uncle who uh, carried cinder blocks um, in the in the evenings when I got home from school because he's like you need to get bigger. And um, but the next day when I went back to school, I walked in differently because I had now a, like a confidence that the threat had been dealt with. Um, Sean used fighting the way God intended for us to use it. Um, in the book of Job, if you know the story of Job, uh, right, he has uh, you know huge land, big family, um, and it's all taken away from him. And in Job chapter twenty nine, Job uh, is is kind of talking to God, and he said, "I defended the powerless." I was a, uh, my my feet were swift for justice. Um, I took uh, I took injustice and snatched it out of the fangs of evil. Um, y'all, David, the shepherd boy who struck down Goliath, when they went to find him in the field, uh, because nobody in Israel would fight Goliath. Everybody was scared, including the king. Uh, David said, I have fought, I've kept these sheep, and I have fought off the bears that have come at them. Uh, When a lion grabs him, I smack him in the head and take the sheep out of his mouth. He punches a lion in the head, y'all. And then he says, this Philistine giant is going to be no different. Y'all, that's what fighting is supposed to be. Biblical fighting versus digital fighting um, look completely different. Um, What does it look like at your school to fight for the kingdom? Because biblical fighting calls you you to to fight for a just cause. Uh, Digital fighting causes you to fight for entertainment. uh, And it's always for men who have nothing to fight for in their real life. Um, Y'all, it's, it's weird when like guys my age are a little too into video games. Um, and it's almost always because they have nothing to fight for kind of in their real life. Um, so they live out their fighting desires on a video screen. Uh, going to a bar that shows like MMA fights is kind of weird. Um, that, that's not to say anything about MMA being biblical or not. Um, but what it is to say is... Uh, 
you see this with guys who get way into way too into sports and like yell at like um, like yell at the TV screen. Uh, they tell Tom Brady that he's an idiot and doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like, he has a lot of national, he has a lot of championships. Um, he's probably pretty good at what he does. Um, Digital fighting doesn't cost you anything, um, and you're living out uh, your desires kind of watching a screen because deep down you know that men long for a fight that is noble, uh, to fight for injustice around the world, uh, to fight for this at this school, to stand up for somebody that's getting beat up. If you're, getting, if you're the one getting beat up, you long for somebody to come and fight for you the way I did uh, for Sean to come. The Lord is a warrior. Uh, he's mighty in battle. And God doesn't fight to prove anything. That's the big difference. Um, he doesn't fight to prove himself. He doesn't have to. Uh, gentlemen, if you're fighting to prove yourself, you're doing it wrong. Um, you fight to put down injustice. You fight shame. Uh, you fight evil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and the principalities of the air. Uh, God does this. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. And at the end of it all, He's going to end the world in this big wild party. Uh, the likes of which you've never seen. Uh, it's going to be this camp cranked up to about a thousand. Um, the man who learns uh, to love through porn uh, loves everyone and loves no one. And the man who learns to fight through video games fights everyone and he fights no one. Uh, so what do we do? What do we do with this? Uh, we have to really learn to discipline these desires. Um, I don't want you to suppress them and I don't want you to get rid of them because they're good. Um, but it's going to cause it's going to cause you something and it's going to you're going to have to discipline these. Um, and and really it's because discipline is kind of the way to freedom. Uh, to really harness these in um, and learn to know what that looks like. And we'll give kind of some practical ideas of what that is and then we'll take off. Um, but first, the, the first thing is, uh, is to learn the spiritual disciplines. Um, hey, Barham, don't do that. Um, is to learn the spiritual disciplines. Uh, this is uh, scripture, which is... Uh, you're like you hate reading, right? Um, like scripture, uh, you just have to sit down and do it. Uh, sometimes it's tough. Um, it can it can seem a little laborious, uh, but it's huge uh, to sit down and, and read scripture. To read these stories, go read uh, the book of Judges if you can handle that. Um, this, these kind of themes are in all over it, and it's awesome. And uh, reading your scripture, praying, uh, putting yourself in front of the sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, and, uh, and hearing the, the word preached. Uh, to learn these things, your leaders are happy to help you do this. Uh, because what this does is it backs you up under a waterfall of blessing from God. Um, it's going to put you in the position that God uh, that God looks at and blesses. Is you are placing yourself just in front of a dump truck of blessing. 
uh, fight for that, gentlemen. Fight for that time, uh, that devotional time. It doesn't have to be long. I read um, for myself. If you like, if you open a Bible and you see like a heading, um, kind of like uh, it's kind of like this, where it's like the heading is Jesus is buried. I'll just read that section down to the next heading, and I'll just read it twice every morning. Um, and then I ask two questions. What does this say about God? Uh, what does it ask of me? And then I stop. Sometimes it takes two minutes. Sometimes it takes ten. Um, it's, not the, it's not the length of your devotional. Um, it's just that you're doing it. It's, it's the practice. Uh, you're throwing in sandbags until the dam gets built that can hold back the water. Uh, that's what that's for. Uh, so put yourself in front of the spiritual disciplines. Um, and, and a few external things you can do. Uh, a few external things that will really help you um, in this fight for manhood. Uh, one is to uh, is to work. We talked about this on the first day. Um, y'all grab a lawnmower and a weed eater and just walk around your neighborhood and see who needs their grass cut. Uh, old folks like me will gladly pay you to do it because uh, we hate it. And we'll, we'll let you do it for $25. Um, and you're talking about cutting grass, making it look r- real good, and then you get a little folding money in your pocket that you can buy stuff with. Like, it's a great deal. Um, but it teaches you so much uh, to work hard. Uh, so go work. Uh, second, as I've been doing this with all of you, going around and shaking your hands, um, is manners. This is a big deal. Y'all, I held a door open earlier at breakfast for about 15 dudes. None of them are in here. Because I, I saw their little smug faces. Uh, none of them are in here. Uh, held the door open for all of them. None of them said thank you. They just kind of walked by. Um, y'all, manners are huge. You want to get a job? Don't worry about your GPA when you get to high school. Uh, don't worry so much about where you're going to go to college. Uh, if you are social, you're going to get hired. We love that. Um, be normal, don't be weird, be social. Um, shake hands, like, like my boy right here. Great handshake. Let your presence be known. Look them in the eye, right? Um, it sounds stupid, but I promise you it's a big deal. Um, your presence matters. That's what you say with a handshake. That your presence matters, that you're valuable, um, that you're confident. It's a big deal. Um, find a mentor. Uh, for you, you have a youth leader. It's placed for you. He's right there. Uh, find a mentor to walk through life with. Uh, we know where the landmines are. We've had our legs blown off. We've seen them. Uh, and we will gladly point them out to you. Uh, find a mentor who can sit down with you, open up scripture and talk about it. Uh, who can uh, take you on a job and do a little work. Uh, uh, find, find good hobbies. Uh, get out there and learn something. Um, I love what y'all know about uh, video games. I had someone helping me with my phone yesterday. Uh, I love that y'all know how to do this stuff. Uh, find a good hobby. Uh, play sports. Uh, play with your friends. Lift some weights. Whatever you need to do. Uh, but find, find a good hobby that you love that brings life out because you create in those moments. This is uh, God made you to play. And we as adults have taken that away from you. This is why we love to bring you here and just say, hey, go run through the woods and fall down and trip over a root. Like, we don't care. Just go out and do something. Um, have fun. Uh, get off your phone. Put the controller down and go out and have a good time. Um, and lastly, y'all, uh, this is going to take a lot of courage. 
it's a lot of courage, uh, and we're we're scared. Um, we are a scared and fearful folks. Um, it's going to take a lot of courage to do all this. It's going to take courage to stand up to a bully. Uh, it's going to take courage to walk to your youth leader and say, "Hey, I have a problem looking at porn." It's going to take courage to uh, go out and, and work and be bad at it until you're good. Um, but y'all, discipline, work, uh, courage. I pray that your towns, uh, I pray that your schools, that your churches, uh, that your youth groups are different because of this. Uh, I pray that as you uh, are unleashed into the world after this week, that, that you uh, go into it and make it a different and a better place. Um, so let's uh, go be men, gentlemen. Uh,